If you're an occupational therapist looking to develop your skills in hand therapy, this podcast is for you. Your host, Huang Tron, occupational therapist and certified hand therapist turned serial entrepreneur with her own therapy clinic in Miami. Huang is an author and successful coach helping occupational therapists get jobs, develop their skills, and become certified hand therapists so they can become experts in their area. Huang works with occupational therapists from across the United States and around the world. She talks about everything from hand therapy skills, career development, leadership skills, money mindset, and business. You too can become an expert certified hand therapist, business owner, and have more choices in your career. Subscribe now. I, like I'm, I'm having to break a lot of not just your habits, but your thinking around it, right? So I'm not diagnosing like you. I'm not diagnosing like a doctor diagnosis and sends it to whatever, whatever, to get an MRI, to get a what, you know. But I have to get to the root cause of the problem, all right? A diagnosis is essentially the root cause of the problem. A diagnosis to us is a little bit of a different diagnosis for the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, in OT school, we're taught like, oh only so-and-so can diagnose and we're supposed to just follow their order but this is why OTs have no specialty like you have lost all power in terms of what you can and cannot do like you've essentially they teach you to give all your power away because if you don't know what the fuck is going on how do you fix that how do you fix that? If you are given a script so vague, right, from a doctor that doesn't give two shits to talk to you because you supposedly don't know his protocol. How the fuck are you supposed to know his protocol if he won't fucking talk to you? Right? So that, that like, that's a shit that pisses me off. I'm not pissed off at you, right? I'm pissed off at the institution that taught you this bullshit right I'm kind of bad at you for keeping it after all the years that you've known me and all the shit that I talk about like there's a certain amount of autonomy that you want don't you yes so it's not so much the word diagnose I will tell you what is wrong with you but But if you have wrist pain, we are critical thinkers, problem solvers, and decision makers. Someone comes to you with wrist pain, what happened? I should be able to rule in and rule out a certain type of problem, right? I'm supposed to know how to do certain tests to rule in and out, like what works, you know, what's irritated, what's not irritated. I'm supposed to be able to rule in and out the different exercises and activities that irritate me or don't irritate me like you're doing a great job with her she's happy with you like that's amazing right that's really good why are you still not happy because you don't know what the fuck is wrong <laughs> right here we are frustration 101 again <laughs> right here we are i don't know something's working <laughs> we have got to get to the root cause we have to get to a diagnosis right patients come to us because they want to know what's wrong Elena tell me what's wrong 
you know, your elbow pain, that shit's coming from somewhere. Let's, let's work it out and find out where it's coming from. It can be come from your hand, come from your elbow, can come from your nerves. Which activities is irritating the shit out of it? Well, let's find out. It's because you're sitting too long. It's because you're reaching. It's because you're gripping. That is the diagnosis that we have to come to, that conclusion of what is wrong, right? A diagnosis is what is wrong. OTs can diagnose. I want to make a blog on that right here, all right? OTs can, not in the, like, licensing way or the board way, but in our way. And our way is to find out what the fuck happened, right? You can take that to skilled nursing facility, acute care, pediatrics. If you cannot see, if our job that differentiates us from everyone else is to be able to observe and find out what is wrong, right? So we can then fix it, right? If we can't do that, what the fuck are we doing? So you can diagnose. You can find out what's wrong, right? That's our, our, like, our motto. We find out, we're going to get clear with you on what's wrong. And then we're going to get you the right help. We might not be the right help, right? I've turned patients away. When they have atrophy, once you have atrophy, you, you know, you, you, you're going to need to go and have surgery. Now, I've talked to some therapists that you don't need surgery. Well, listen. If the nerve conduction tells me it's, like, severe and you have atrophy, like, dude, let's go have surgery, get that fixed so we can work on it, right? I mean, we've seen people who have it. If, if someone comes to us and they have their tendons fixed and we've been working and it does not get better, I have diagnosed a problem. That shit stuck like Chuck. We've been working out what this is what we're doing, and we know, we know, because we've been doing it. We've splinted, we've scar massaged it, we've stretched the shit out of it, and it's still not moving two months later? What would you like to do? Would you like to keep doing the same thing we've been doing, not getting any progress? Or could we potentially talk about a surgery called tenolysis, right? We have to talk to your doctor about that. I've had a doctor tell me that it's not my job to make the recommendations or somebody told me it wasn't my job it is my job let me correct you where you are incorrect it is my job to make recommendations for that 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 patient to go back to his surgeon to speak to them about what's the next possible solution because nothing is moving that's my job right my job would not be done if i sat there and pretend like i didn't know what was wrong that I didn't know that that tendon was stuck and that that they need to go back to see the doctor. I wouldn't be doing my job. I just kept there and saying like, oh, let's let's pretend nothing's wrong. Let's keep going and and act like someday, one day, by by some miracle, it would just like bloop, like loosen up by itself. <laughs> yeah, they called me and I was like, no, I, it is my job. Doctor, it turned out the doctor wasn't mad at me. It was whoever didn't understand what my job was, right? Let me explain to you what my job is, what my role here is. My role is to find out what's wrong. My role is here to fix it. And if I'm not the one to fix it, let me refer to the person who can, right? That is my job. 
So Daisy, trochanteral fracture. What do we know about fractures? They take time to heal. How? Well, how much time? Four to six weeks. Okay. Uh, and then I would have said no moving for some time. Okay. And then this whole time, she's. She, I, I told you she was like washing her daughter's hair. Her daughter has curly hair. And then she's like, and I was doing dishes. And then she's like, and after that, she puts on the brace. And she's like, no, but I went on, on and on about my day. And I was like, you wash your daughter's hair? She's like, yeah, she has curly hair. And I was going like this. And I was like, all right, no pain, no pain. I'm great. And I was yeah. like, okay. So when she said that, I was like, then it can't be the ligament thing because ligament was only this. And we've been doing this. And then after you told me you did this and all the dishes you did, I don't think that you, I think by now you would have had extreme pain if this was your only movement you were allowed. So then I was like, okay, so then I would wait. You know, her fingers are fine. Her her elbow is fine. Supination pronation is fine. It's even radial deviation so, is fine. So, yeah, yeah, so. And I think I'm also from. kind of a bit scared. No, but however, when I do do uh, retrograde, it's not retrograde massage, but when I do, because yeah. yeah, uh, she doesn't really have swelling, but when I do, I should be like, oh, right there. And then, and then she'll be fine, she'll be fine. I'll squeeze, and, I, and I've done like the whole like, where's your scaphoid, push it down. Then I'll, I'll like go a little to the side. No, no. Your scaphoid is there. That's not your scaphoid. No. <laughs> where's your scaphoid? Right here. Okay. So, where's? Yeah. Closer this way? Okay. It's very radial. Your scaphoid's very radial. Your trichretral is a little bit more middle Central. to middle to ulnar sided. Okay. But it's a fracture, right? But if they didn't have surgery and usually fractures to that bone is a mild fracture. Okay. Right? So non displaced, right? They're very mild. And so they're immobilized for a period of time and then you start gentle active motion. And if they can tolerate it really well, then you start going into like more passive range motion to get the, you know, and then by six to eight weeks, you can start little gentle, gentle motion, right? And then it's until 12 weeks that you can be more weight bearing and you can be more proprioceptive, right? Now we didn't say that she was a ligament injury. I just said that you have to potentially rule out ligament problems. Mm -hmm. and if, oh, it was the paper that she brought from like MD now that she's like, it's the only thing I have on me right now. Fine. And it said, yeah, so it said the ligament. So that's when I was like, oh, a portion of something of the trachea. So you went from ligament strain sprain to, oh my God, complete tear with rotational. <laughs> no, no, no. I, and she was like, I, when I asked her how she felt, well, she fell at work, and then she's like, "Oh no, I tripped over the broom," and then I went, I landed like yeah. this, mm -hmm. and then I thought I was like, "Oh, cool, fracture," and then and she's like, "No, no, no, no like like it's not a fracture. fracture," and I was like, "Okay," and then I just went about it, and then when I went to and I spoke to you about it, you're like, "Fracture," I was like, "No, not fracture, tendon." You're like, "It's not tendon," and then you're like, "Ligament," and I was like, "There's only those three a, things." Yeah, and I was like, "Crap, it could have been a ligament," and then that's when you were like, "Oh, this is the only motion," and I was like, "Oh, crap." But then you did say it, like, keep it in mind, like, oh, if she comes back with pain, then, you know, you know, like, take it back, take it back. More, yeah. Right. Then so it's a little bit more of a ligament. But if she didn't come with pain, ligament, ligament problems, if she was washing dishes, if she was doing her hair, 
she would have felt more pain after the activities. She won't feel the pain during the activity. No, yeah. She'll feel the pain after activities. Usually, fractures are stiff, so they might feel the stiffness or pain during the activity. But if it loosens them up, then they won't feel the pain afterwards. It's a very generalized statement, which can be true, like let's say eighty percent of the time, right? Okay. But this is where it's so important for you to be like on the first day. You might not be able to rule in and rule out everything because they come in, they have maybe too much pain, they haven't moved or whatever. You're doing a very generalized thing. To kind of get some more motion but then the second day you can really kind of rule in and rule out stuff based on what her symptoms or her complaints when she comes back right but the whole dart throwing position was if she came back and she was going to have more pain mm-hmm. so get real specific with you know what people are coming in with okay use that framework is it a bone problem right is it a bone problem meaning yeah. is it is it a fracture is it a joint issue is it a joint incongruity issue is it you know that kind of yeah. stuff it's a bone problem it's a joint problem is it a ligament issue usually wrist ligaments they're meant to be very strong so just falling straight forward on it might not tear a ligament i mean i'm not saying that not like 100 percent of it won't happen but majority of the time ligaments are torn when they're twisted you know, or they're torn when they're, you know, when something heavy falls on them and then it jolts the bones out of place. Right? Mm-hmm. So, that kind of stuff. Um, but she came back and she's like, I'm in no pain. I'm in, she, but she wears the brace. She's like, I do wear it because I'm scared something's going to happen. Yeah, like, like she's fine. scared to fall again or whatever. And what can you tell her about the protocol that you know? Yeah, by not wearing it. Alina, no, I, be, I would be like, keep wearing it. Keep wearing it until your doctor tells no, you to take it off. Until like, two more weeks, because in my head, you're not fully healed yet. Well, there's clinical healing, and then there's full healing in terms of like, where if you fall again on that, it won't break again, right? So there's kind of there's clinical healing. Once there's a certain amount of clinical healing. That means that you're allowed to start weaning out of it, right? So if you're if you're just in your house, take it off. You're already taking it off and doing all the shit, right? Um, and then, you know, just slowly but surely start weaning out of it by like six weeks. So you don't have to have it anymore. You're doing great. Okay. So, but then her other question is. Can she wear it to sleep? Because she does wear it to sleep. She's like, that's the one time. She's like, I can't take it off. Well, sure. she's terrified to like take it well, off. Well, first of all, don't be terrified, right? Because we know that you have some healing going on. You're already doing a ton of stuff. You don't have pain. Where do you think her fear is coming from? So you sort of have to know what they're fearful. Like you need to predict. You need to almost like read their minds, right? Of what they're fearful of that way you can address it before they even tell you and then you're an expert because how did you know what i was thinking before i even said it (laughs) her fear is coming from i know she imagines her bone popping out and she's like oh and then she won't be able to do anything in her life again right that is her biggest fear well listen i know you might be afraid you know if it's going outside or the sleeping listen you're okay to sleep with it as long as you're comfortable 
However, let me just assure you that your bones are healed, your ligaments are fine. Like, you have to find your way of saying it. Like, the bones heal by, like, X number of time. It already looks good. You know, you know the fact that you didn't have surgery told me that your fracture's a little bit on the small side. And usually fractures to that bone are really not that terrible. Like, they're not going to just pop out, right? It's just not going to re-break on its own, right? That's all they want to know. It's not going to re-break on its own. People with scars, it's not going to just reopen by itself, you know, all by its lonesome in the middle of the night when you're sleeping. People are afraid that they're going to do something in the middle of the night that's going to cause them pain mm-hmm. that they didn't, that they weren't aware of, right? I don't want to be falling asleep and then grabbing my blanket and pulling it and then all of a sudden I fracture my wrist again or I have this extreme pain that I can't fall back asleep. That's what they're afraid of. And so because you know that they're afraid of that, you tell them, hey, listen, you can wear it for another two weeks to go to sleep or whatever. Just know that it won't get hurt. Just know that the bone's not going to pop out. Just know that there's nothing you're going to do that's going to, like, make it break again. Right? You're getting better. You're doing X, Y, and Z. And just know that that even when you do stuff in the middle of the night, it won't pop hurt you as much as you think it's going to be because you're already doing this this and this and this and those things are pretty heavy right and you're not do you have pain i don't have any pain well man you know now she might have pain pushing down like that i believe she will there is where i don't want to get up and accidentally push like that i don't want to get up and do something like that where it's going to hurt me so great protect yourself for another two weeks or so and then we'll talk about it again and we'll just make sure once you get comfortable but part of it is like you're teaching them to be comfortable with themselves again right your words of encouragement your words of assurance because you know what you're talking about be specific but be specific in a way that helps them understand we don't need to be talking about like specific well the tricretrial sits next to the loony and the, like none of that's gonna fall apart like they don't give a shit they just need to know that for their condition they're gonna be all right one day they're gonna be normal again like honestly that's all they want to know every person that comes here wants to know will they ever be normal again mm-hmm. right even the people who are quote-unquote normal You know, will I ever feel good again? Because I don't want to feel like this in my 40s. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just want to know. Hey, thanks for listening to Huang's World Podcast. If you are brand new to the hand therapy world, head over to my website, www.handtherapysecrets.com, where you can get started with some of our free guides and paid programs for both OTs and PTs diving into the world of hand therapy. Or if you've been listening for a while, watching on our YouTube channel, and you think you could benefit from developing and moving your career further along in hand therapy, reach out to me and my team at info at and tell us exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if you know someone who could benefit from today's show, please share. Thanks. See you on the next episode.